Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Michelle Mendoza is our very special guest, and she is the host of My Michelle Live. She's absolutely terrific. Her podcast, videos, website is so popular. Uh, she is absolutely fantastic. And I'm thrilled to have her, and hopefully one day I'll be on her show. Uh, my Michelle Live and Michelle Mendoza, how are you? Oh, I'm delighted to be on with what is probably my favorite talk show host. I love your background. I love the insight that you give. I love the people that you talk to. So I'm kind of excited and actually a little nervous because I'm on the wrong side of the microphone. Yeah, right. It's it's a little different, right? When when you're on one side and you're, you're not, and uh, yeah, it it feel. Uh, do you feel a little bit like a fish out of uh, water, uh, or or is that uh, is is that too much? No, I think it's it's fair. I think what happens is you have control when you're on your side of the microphone. You never know where you're going to take me. But I do know this about Frank McKay. Uh, you make everybody feel at home, and that's why you get to these deeper stories, these real stories, and you feel like the end of an interview, you know him. You know her. Wow. I love that about your show. Well, terrific. And, and like I said, I could say that the same about you. You're wonderful at what you do. If you don't mind, give us a little bit of your history and, and start from the beginning. Uh, where were you born? Where were you raised? I was born in Narlands, Louisiana. I grew up in Seattle, Washington, and lived on the big island of Hawaii. So those are three big, major, wonderful places to have influence you. Now, uh, my background has always been, I've always been a little bit weird. Seriously weird. Well, while everyone else in my family, they worked at Boeing, they worked in average jobs. I've always been creative. So I have been acting and singing, songwriting, music, dancing my whole life, here and there, whatever I did. And I could never find what I really wanted to do with my life. My major changed. I think there's people who can relate to this, where your parents send you to college and your major changes every other week and your parents are pulling their hair out. I loved history. I loved music. I loved science. But you know what happened? I found talk radio, and maybe you can relate to this, Frank. Talk radio, you know a little bit about everything, and you talk a lot about anything. It's like magic. And one day, as I, I had gotten into music radio, one day I was at a party, and I was talking about politics with a group of people, and everyone was mesmerized by what I was saying. At least I thought they were until I realized they didn't care what I was saying. There's a famous radio guy, kind of like you, standing behind me. And they're all looking at, oh, there's the famous guy. But, you know, they didn't care a lick about what I said. But what they did look at was him. But he was paying attention to me. And he said, my gosh, you're a firecracker. Do you, have you ever considered radio? I'm like, I'm in radio i play music he said no talk radio i don't know he said look you come and fill in for me and at that time frank it was kind of deemed talk radio was the industry for angry white men yeah. now, i'm not angry i'm not white 
I'm not male. <laughs> so he said, we want to try something different. So he put me on the air, and that was an instant hit. It was all of my passions rolled into one to get to the real story, to to communicate what's going on in the world in a real way, not in the, uh, hi, I'm Michelle Mendoza, and I'm on the air, and I'm pretty fake, but just a really connecting with people. I find talk format so intimate so that's kind of my background and how i got to where i'm at yeah I, that's that's terrific story and i if you think about it you're, you're right angry white men do very well grouchy people on on radio <laughs> do very very well and usually positive <laughs> people you know people that 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 are happy go lucky and whatever it, it's kind of hard to find a niche let me remind folks once again we're speaking to Michelle Mendoza. She's absolutely wonderful, and she's great at what she does. My Michelle Live, and if you go to MyMichelleLive.com, you can kind of see uh, see a little bit of everything. Her podcast, her videos, her website. Uh, Michelle Mendoza, once again, here with me, Frank McKay. But if you think about it, Michelle, uh, it's, it's, it's ironic, but a lot of people want to hear anger and they want to hear the angry white man and they want to hear the uh the things and, and often they're in traffic and you know that's a scary thing to hear all of that but they do <laughs> they do very well does that uh, does that make you think god i gotta be a little angry myself or i've gotta be i've gotta be a little uh, uh grumpy or, or anything or you just kind of go with who you are and what you do you know you have to be true to who you are and I think what titillates people, they say, if it bleeds, it leads, and that may be true, but there's something else that reaches people even deeper than anger, uh, and that's a passion. It's honing into real truth, something that inspires you, something that changes you. That really connects with people. Now, that momentary anger is titillating, and maybe it's something as you're driving through traffic, uh, maybe a little stress relief, fine. But if you can connect with something deeper, if you can connect with something meaningful that actually stays with you in your heart and your head for the rest of the day, that passion is just as exciting as uh, me, you know, slapping around the latest politician and calling them names. Is there is there anything that you won't touch on your show? I mean, it's uh, is there anything, any subjects that you try to try to avoid, like the plague, or uh, you kind of touch on a little bit of everything? No, I think I think we need to be open to everything. Uh, in my show, everybody has to have kind of a stent. You, if you're really passionate about communicating, and a lot of people are, you really want to find your center. For me, my faith is a center. So I ask a question, what's the God story? If there is a God, what is he doing in all of this? And what does he expect of us? And that doesn't have to be denominational. It doesn't have to be preachy. It just has to ask a deeper question. That if, there's, if there really is a God, then there isn't a subject off limits. There's nothing that we shouldn't be able to talk about. There's nothing that we shouldn't be able to opine on. There's nothing that we shouldn't be able to say, all right, let's parse this through. And maybe in this crazy age where we hate each other, we're canceling each other, uh, subjects are canceled, people are canceled. Maybe this is a great time for us to just say, it doesn't matter what it is. Let's just take it on and let's talk 
face to face. Let's have real conversation, right? Yeah. Well, listen, it's a it's it's a great point. And one of the things, I mean, you you bring this point up, and when you talk about uh, young people, and there, and I don't know what statistics to believe uh, where people are going with uh, with their faith or, or the lack of faith that's there. Do you think all of the information that we have at our fingertips are help is helpful to bring in out faith in people, or is it harmful? And again, we obviously we don't want to you know we we don't want to limit information. We don't want to you know stop people from thinking and, and going. But do you think? the information age is responsible for a uh, less of a, a, a faith-based community uh, because I, you know, it, it, religion has taken a little bit of a hit uh, with this new generation yeah. coming in. And, uh, and you know, that, I guess that's disturbing for, for a lot of people, but uh, what do you think of that? Is it the information that people are, are have at their fingertips uh, that makes uh, a good it, question? Yeah. Well, it, what, what's your thought? Yeah, it's a good question because uh, we can, like, going in front of a, a big buffet of food, you can eat so much that it's like you, you, you become lethargic, and we can, we can overdose on information. I don't know if that's really what has happened with faith in America, for example. I think a lot of our prosperity leads to, I, you know, you, you don't need God. Uh, when you're in a foxhole, there are no atheists. They say, well, when you're in a world of prosperity, I don't really need God until my world falls apart. Now, having said that, though, what I have found is that maybe religion has taken a hit. But maybe that's because we're not about the pomp and circumstance anymore. You know, we see through a lot of the facades. What we really want is something real. And I think, uh, why people, what I'm finding from my listeners at My Michelle Live is that people are saying, that's what I want. I want something real. I want, a, if there's a God, I want a real relationship. If, if I have a marriage, I want a real relationship. I want something real. So we have so much faith and we have so much beauty in Hollywood and in art. And yet, when it comes down to it, what are we really really searching for what's our heart craving it's something real something solid yeah and, and tangibility is uh, you know you mm-hmm. kind of sums, uh, sum it up there and one of the one of the things and i guess it kind of leads to uh, to another question is and actually before i uh, i go on let me remind folks of who you're listening to if you're just turning on your radio or if you're just joining us a little late michelle mendoza is our very special guest and uh, she can be found at mymichelle.com. I'm sorry, mymichellelive.com. And her podcasts, videos, and website is just all terrific. Everyone has to go and check her out. Michelle Mendoza here with me, Frank McKay. But the the pandemic came, and it's still here. You know, it's not it's not gone. Even though we see light at the end of the tunnel, and the the religious organizations around the uh, the the country and around the world. Um, whether it's uh, you know mosque, whether it's a temple or a church, or, or you know just parishes in different uh, different areas, uh, they're complaining at this point. Uh, complaining maybe is the wrong word, but they're they're commenting on the the aspect of uh, there was virtual attendance, and it became easier to to kind of do that. Their in-house attendance since the pandemic hit is 
is down. Now, is this something that we should be expecting, Michelle? This shouldn't be a surprise to us? Or is this an excuse for people to, I don't know, I, I mean, uh, just take it easy and not get up on, let's say, a Sunday uh, and, uh, and, and go to church, but instead just kind of watch it virtually? Oh, I'm so guilty of that. I, I totally do virtual church. One of my best friends, and you'll see him actually on our sports segments on our podcast. He's a pastor and a chaplain, and, and he's my pastor. Um, I church I church virtually, so I'm kind of guilty of that in our busy lives. It's so nice to kind of sleep in on Sunday. And yet, I realize that in this pandemic, you've probably felt it too, Frank, and, and anyone listening. We've gotten pretty comfortable with isolation, but that's not how we were made to be we need that social aspect so i've had to get my hind in and gear i've had to say you know what i'm going to go to this party you know what i'm going to go and and have lunch with a friend you know i'm going to walk around the lake with with somebody and you know what i'm actually going to go to church i'm going to get up in fact this sunday i'm leading the music for church that way i know if i make the commitment i'm actually going to get up and go we need so whether you know god may not be your thing i get it but we were still made in this way that we need to be social. So it, 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 while it's great to sit and listen to Frank or to my show, sometimes you need to get face-to-face with a real person, right? Yeah, and, and certainly a group of people, I, I would think, and especially if, if, if faith is your thing, it, look, I, I don't. I, I'm the last person in the world to judge anybody for how they how they worship and who they worship. Uh, but it, you know, the the one thing is um, is I could see people just get in getting into that habit, and I'm not even sure it's bad. But what you've touched on here is um, is is important. You know that uh, that we need people. We need to interact with people, and maybe you know. I mean, we're, we're seeing our you know a generation of of children, a generation of people. Now, you know, I'm I'm 54, and my and my oldest is 29 years old, and these are uh, these are folks, and my youngest is 18, and these folks uh, are growing up. Them and their peers, my children and their peers, are growing up without having to interact, and they have digital relationships all the way through. Now, I don't know how yeah. that's going to turn out, but let me ask you, Michelle. I mean, is it is it a problem? Is it just a situation, or is there um, is there some uh, different form that we're going to take as as far as our relationships go? But I do think it's important to get in front of people once in a while. Yeah, I think that what we are going to see is a turnaround. And we talked about church and religion. I think there's going to be a a turnaround. There's been some studies that have shown that around the world, uh, people are starting to fall back on traditional thoughts, traditional ideas, and things like going to church because we've swung in this direction of isolation so much. And it really has hurt us. We've seen suicide rates go up 
among the youngest in our community. Well, that's when you are the most hopeful. So we really do need something. And I'm going to tell you something really crazy revolutionary, and you're probably going to scratch your head at this, but I think pajama pants are like the bane of our society. We started not taking off our pajamas, wearing pajama pants. You see them at the supermarket. And I know this is crazy, but I think because we stopped caring, we stopped dressing up a little bit. We stopped, and I live in the Northwest. We don't dress up for anything. I think we've gotten so so chill and so, uh, you know, I don't really care that we stopped caring about looking good for each other. We stopped caring about talking well to each other. We stopped caring about being kind. Then we get on social media and you say things that you would never say to people face to face. And then, um, don't lie, just last week somebody said something horrible to me and I said, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize it was you, Michelle. I thought it was, it was you know, just someone I didn't know. I'm thinking, what are you talking like that for? Because you disagree with me on an issue. What do we get to? Where are we going with this? And I think that's why people are craving a little civility. They're craving something deeper. I think that's why um, we're seeing such an uptick in people looking for something passionate instead of something angry. Michelle Mendoza is the voice that you're hearing. Frank McKay here with the host of My Michelle Live. Uh, it's terrific, and her podcast and videos are just wonderful. Uh, go to her website. Go to MyMichelleLive.com, and you will see what I'm talking about. Uh, the the uh, wonderful, wonderful uh, uh, host has lived, think about it, New Orleans, uh, uh, Louisiana, Hawaii, and Seattle. You talk about a, a nice cross-section of, of places to live. And, and, of course, along with that comes a lot of, uh, a, a lot of different influences. And uh, you talk about three very different places, but three incredible places uh, yeah. to live. Michelle Mendoza here with me, Frank McKay. Uh, Michelle, just touching on something you, you, you touched on a second ago, you, you mentioned the suicide rate. And we we've seen and heard about that, and that's uh, you know it's it's as tragic as a, a thing as I could I, I could ever imagine. In in Japan, I don't know if you've heard this, but in Japan, somewhere around October uh, of 2020, the government appointed a minister of loneliness, and the reason they did that is because there was so, and I might have my dates wrong, but there were so many suicides the month before that. And there were people that were isolated because of the pandemic. And it just, it's its heart-wrenching. It's heart heartbreaking. And they took that step. I think it's a wonderful step. It sounds like, you know, almost comical or, or whatever, but I don't think there's anything when you know why because of the suicide. You'll know that there's nothing funny about it, but um, it's actually an interesting thought. I don't know much about it, but I know that they appointed a minister of loneliness, and that was to Amazing. combat uh, the suicide. But your thought on that, I mean, it's it's uh, symptomatic of what we're talking about and what you just mentioned before. Isn't it? 
It, it really is. I mean, and you you got to applaud them to a degree. But where is it where we need the government to help us not be lonely? Wow. I mean, look. I mean, where have we gotten to? I mean, look. I live. I live in the city. You know, there's neighbors on on either side of me. I, where where have we gotten that we can't just bake a, a batch of cookies and bring some over to our neighbors? You know, and say. Hey, I'm here, and I know there's been a pandemic. We started even in our neighborhood. I didn't know. In Seattle, there's a thing, Frank, called the Seattle Freeze. If you come here, if you haven't heard of it, it is a literal thing. You can Google it. The Seattle Freeze is this thing where we can be kind of seemingly friendly here in Seattle, but don't expect me to invite you over for dinner. Don't say, hey, let's go have lunch. They'll just kind of stare at you. I don't know if it's just that the tech industry is so big that, uh, you know, the, the I live in my mom's basement kind of people aren't very social. I don't know what it is, but it's a thing in Seattle. When the pandemic hit and things got so bad, finally people started coming out of their homes and i'd go out in the back of my yard and i would play my guitar and i'd sing and people would actually come out and they go oh that's awesome and then we started getting into these little groups where we would just have picnics outside you know people masked up whatever it was as though the extreme brought us to wow we're actually going to have to get out and socialize so in a way when things get really bad maybe we can remember that it's through some of the worst things that happen that some of the most beautiful things take place michelle mendoza congratulations on all your success i appreciate you being here uh i keep giving out my michellelive.com is there another website or a social media site you'd like to point people to no, you can find everything at mymichellelive.com. You have all the connections there, all of our shows and pictures and videos. And Man, I just appreciate being on your show, Frank. I have been a fan for so long. I have learned so much about the other side of people, and I, I, you're just one of my favorites. Well, listen, right back at you, Michelle. You're wonderful. Your show is wonderful, and thank you very much for being here. Thank you, Frank. MyMichelleLive.com is where you should go. My Michelle Live is the name of the show, the podcast, the videos, the website is all absolutely terrific. Michelle Mendoza has been our very special guest. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down.